0: Striking while the iron's hot to be your authoritative voice for New Mexico soccer. Welcome to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. Brought to you by Beautiful Game Network. Find us on the web at Collective.com. Welcome to another edition of 1v1. 1v1 goes beyond the pitch to get better acquainted with our guests by highlighting their personal story and key moments leading up to the match day. I'm your host, Chris Walker, and uh, we love the interaction on social media, so wherever you caught this podcast at, make sure you throw us some fire emojis on it. On this episode, we're joined by King County's Finest out of Sammamish, Washington, Senior midfielder for the New Mexico Lobos, the newly crowned Mountain West Conference Champion. Let's welcome Alexa Curtin onto the show. Alexa, Hello. welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. How you doing on this fine Tuesday?
1: I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing?
0: Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, just kind of off the top, kind of given the last couple of days of excitement, um, you know, what is this moment like for you?
1: um it's been an amazing experience uh we've never i the years that i've been here we haven't won a championship so to finally do it and to have the support of the community and have everyone tweeting and posting about it it's been honestly like so surreal
0: right on i bet i bet um like you wake up like on a day like today you know and you, you like is the first thing you're thinking about is like the last time you like touch the Mountain West Trophy. I mean, what are you, what are you thinking? you thinking? Know?
1: Well, right now, actually my size is on Navy. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy that we won and everything, but I'm ready for the NCAA tournament. That's what I'm worrying about right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get back to this champion talk, or championship talk here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for now, I want to kind of, take a virtual travel to samamish Washington. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, what what would you say samamish is like for someone who's like lived their whole life in Albuquerque?
1: Um, well, it's just a regular old suburb out of the, out of uh, like 30 minutes from Seattle. Um, it's very green compared to here and rainy. <laughs> and so coming from, a place like that to the desert. It's been, oh, well, I'm four years in now, but at first it was a big culture shock. And so if anyone wants to go there, it'll probably be a culture shock for them too.
0: Okay. And so yeah. when you, so, so you being here from there, mm-hmm. I mean, like, was one of the things you tried to do, like go find places where it was like somewhat green or kind of like, they <laughs> kind of gave you like a little bit of a vibe of like some of this or...
1: Yes. Um, whenever we whenever I'm in Albuquerque, I like love when it rains. I like want to go outside, and especially in the summer with like the monsoon season, it's so fun when it rains. I like to like go and like play outside, like uh, with the soccer ball. Um, but in Albuquerque, it's something that I like really tried to do was just to be outdoors, like go on hikes, because that's what I do a lot in Washington, and so. They have, like, pretty good hikes here also, and so that, like, reminded me of home as well.
0: Nice. Mm -hmm. Um, um, So, were your parents originally from Sammamish, or?
1: Um, No, my mom, well, my mom's from Seattle, but and my dad's Canadian, so he is from Toronto, a little town outside of Toronto. Um, And so, I guess my mom kind of grew up in the area, but not exactly in, in that city.
0: Okay. Yeah. And are you a part of a large family?
1: Um, I wouldn't say, I don't think large. I would just say average, probably. An average. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, so you being an athlete, like, do you come from a lineage of athletes in your family?
1: Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> um, my mom played D1 soccer at Colorado College. And that's where she met my dad. And he played D1 hockey. Um, and then my grandpa he was a two-time rose bowl mvp for the university of washington and like all my cousins everyone played too and so it's definitely in our family
0: <laughs> so and so with like a like with like a lineage of athletes like that like you're saying like i mean i mean you know you have like so many choices for probably like different sports you wanted to do or at least you know you have maybe i don't know if you have standards that you felt you had to live up to I mean what was that like kind of growing up you know where did you kind of kind of spend your time
1: um definitely on the soccer field well my dad did try to get me into hockey he pushed so hard for it but it's hard to get a little girl to want to play hockey when all of her friends are like playing soccer and so just from the very beginning was put in soccer lessons um my older sister played soccer too and my mom was her coach. And so I think that's where it really started because I would always go to practice with them and they're older than me, but my mom would let me participate with them. And so I think that's how like, I really got to the level that I am because I got to play with older girls for a good portion of my life.
0: Nice. So like going, going back over to the hockey side for a minute, like Mm -hmm. did you spend any time like at the rink or like, you know, did you like, have you ever like, attempted to, like, you know, skate with the sticks and everything and kind of, you know, throw a slap shot here or there? Like, what, what did that kind of look like?
1: Yes, I did when I was really little. I have pictures, like, all on the whole gear and everything. Um, but as I grew up, I would go to the rink, and I'd be around the environment, but I would probably – I would just skate around. I, I know how to, I, like, ice skate, but I can't do any of the fancy, like, hockey stuff. <laughs> but I do – I can, like – play pickup kind of Yeah. pads and everything but hockey is a very specialized sport so if you don't get in there like really young it's hard to make up for it
0: yeah i i I can only imagine um definitely being a hockey fan myself but never never really getting out on the ice just kind of watching it from from the other side of the ice right
1: yeah it's like sprinting Sprinting on ice in skates on a little blade is incredible. It, they make it look so easy, but it's one of the hardest things.
0: Yeah, definitely. I have ice skated when I was younger. I couldn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so so then kind of uh, going in a little bit into your, your your childhood a little bit like your younger days. Uh, what were some of your earlier personality traits?
1: <laughs> um, let me think for a second. I think, honestly, I think I'm pretty much the same. I've always been super competitive. And so I would say that's my like main trait. Um, and so I think that's helped me a lot because I want to win all the time, <laughs> even in little things, even in little card games. And I think I've always been pretty talkative and outgoing. And so it's definitely helped me be a leader on the team. And... I hope to continue that.
0: <laughs> so, did you like ever have like a milk chugging contest with your dad?
1: <laughs> a milk chugging?
0: Yeah, like milk chugging or anything like that, like just like little silly competitions.
1: Oh yeah. Um, well, when I was really young, they would like my dad would go hit golf balls, or, like chip them in the yard, and every one that I could run and catch with the baseball glove, he'd give me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> And so like little things like that. So we wanted to like catch more than my sister and stuff. So it's funny.
0: How many, how much money do you did you did you earn from doing that?
1: Probably only like ten dollars. It it's pretty hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um what what are some of your favorite foods?
1: Oh well, I really love mac and cheese, but <laughs> that's only I can't have that all the time. So Mac and cheese. I really like chicken Parmesan. Um, mm, Ever since coming to New Mexico, I've loved tacos way more. And so tacos is way up there now. Okay. Yeah. So
0: so if you had to pick between mac and cheese and oatmeal for the rest of your life, which one would you pick?
1: That's a hard question because uh, you want to be healthy, but you want to love your food. I'd probably pick mac and cheese.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. And I would put ketchup on it sometimes. Really?
0: Yeah. Ketchup on mac and cheese?
1: <laughs> it's pretty good, I think. Really? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So like along those lines of ketchup on mac and cheese, then let's, mm-hmm. let's shift into like something such as um, movie theater concessions. I've, I've had this conversation <laughs> with my friends and I got to know which way you fare. So- <laughs> chips and cheese or like actual nachos with like the meat the cheese nice. shredded cheese on it you know the lettuce like full on like like toppings
1: are we eating this at the movies
0: um you can eat this anywhere but i just i just thought about chips and cheese because i see it so often at the soccer matches
1: oh oh i think i would have to do it with all the toppings okay chicken, beans, sour cream, everything. I love those.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just, for me, it's like, I'm like, okay, it's chips and cheese with a ton of jalapenos. Yeah. (laughs) And even if you spread the cheese out on every chip, I just can't get down and call that nachos. It's still chips with cheese.
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh man. Never thought about that before.
0: Right, right. It's it's the things you think about when you're like sitting on the stands, but you're not. So (laughs) (laughs) um so then younger, when you're when you're younger, um did you really get a chance to participate like any talent shows or anything?
1: Oh no. When I was younger, I had no clue what I wanted to do. I did everything. I wanted to be an actress at one point. Really? yeah, I like wanted to be in plays that didn't work out. I wanted to be an artist and I'm the least artistic person ever now. And so I just wouldn't say I was like in a talent show, but I definitely tried a bunch of things going up. I was okay. in different sports too, like basketball. I wanted to run, track, but soccer is where I ended up.
0: Right on. So like yeah. you played basketball in high school, right?
1: Mm-hmm, I did.
0: What position did you play in, in basketball?
1: Um, well, I was a post. I'm only five. T- I'm like five ten, and so being a post at five ten is pretty difficult sometimes because there'll be girls who are six two or six three, and it was a difficult position. But it was, I wasn't a shooter and I wasn't a point guard, so I had to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> <this> was it? <laughs>
0: That's cool. And then you're also, you also like won a championship as a basketball player, right?
1: Oh, yeah, that was more, yeah, I won um, championships throughout like my youth. Once I hit high school, we didn't win anything. But like my sixth grade, eighth grade year, like we won like the, what is it called? Like the, um, just the local tournaments and the league that I was in, we would win.
0: That's cool. So then like, I mean, kind of looking back uh, from now till then, like, I mean, does it it ever get old, like, holding a trophy? Or is it, like, still, like, a brand-new moment, like, every single time?
1: Oh, it's a brand-new moment every time. Because you do, like, growing up, even winning a bunch in different sports, it's still a whole new moment when you work so hard for something. Especially in New Mexico, because we... I, yeah, we won the regular season in 2018, but this, like, ha- I haven't won something this big in four or five years, and so it was just surreal. I'm just so happy that it happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then, um, and then, so I had to kind of do my homework, because, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, in doing some of these conversations, I have to remember, like, you know, like, you all are, like, half my age. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> You know, I had to like I had to go back a little bit to like 2010 and whatnot, and uh, so music like this team is like real big on music. I mean, every time there's some Drake playing. I mean, there's there's a little bit of everything, and um, so my question to you is going to be like, you know, when you like if you go back to like 2010 2011, like what? what see, what artist might you have put on a mix cd
1: okay um, that's like
0: ed sheeran era like justin biebers
1: yeah. oh yeah you'd hit it right on the nail. i would i'd love it i would probably put ed sheeran justin bieber um i was more into like the just the pop scene um in a big like, music person that I still, like, really like is Taylor Swift, so she would definitely show up on there. Okay. Yeah. I'm also into, like, I listen to a lot of country, like, my parents play country growing up, and so probably some old 2010 country that I can't think of on the top of my head. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I was, like, 10 years old. I was probably just learning, like, what music taste was. Okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. So, got a couple of sets of lyrics here for you. Oh, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's see let's see how you do. Um okay. This one might be the easier one. We'll see. Okay. So, I'm just going to read this in like a regular plain voice. It's it's, it's funny okay. cuz I listen to mainly hard rock and like <laughs> and metal. So, I definitely had to take myself to a different place for these.
1: Yes. Definitely.
0: Uh, okay. So, here we go. Stop the clocks. It's amazing. You should see the way the light dances on your off your head. A million colors of hazel, golden and red. Saturday morning is fading. The sun's reflected by the coffee in your hand. Which artist is that?
1: <laughs> oh, I really wish that sounded familiar. But um it sounded pretty like a, like a love song. Maybe like Ed Sheeran.
0: Ding, 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 ding. Really? Ed Sheeran Afterglow.
1: Oh, that's a new one, huh? Yes.
0: Okay, okay. So here's the next one.
1: Okay.
0: All right. I done kept it real from the jump. <laughs> Living at my mama's house. We'd argue every month. Ninja. I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night traffic on my on the way home.
1: Um so probably a rapper. Yep. Um Drake?
0: Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Man, two for two.
1: I don't even know these songs, I'm just guessing.
0: <laughs> this this is Drake started from the bottom.
1: Oh. Yeah, I know that song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean you know, like I said, when I, I was listening to this, I was like, okay, you know, I mean, I, I consider myself a music person, but
1: yeah. I really
0: didn't remember what happened back in that decade, you know, and and so again, this team is really big on the music. I mean, yeah, you know, uh during your match, you've got nav Whoopty pop on, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, like this is a new song. You guys are like on top of that.
1: Oh, yes. That's one of Heather's favorite songs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who controls the playlist for the team? Like, um, do you guys all kind of contribute like tracks you're listening to, or is that something that kind of.
1: Um, we all kind of like, sometimes people will just jump on Ox, but I would say the main person is probably Jaden where I was like, Jaden, Jaden, get on Ox. <laughs> She's got the playlists and has always got it ready to go.
0: Okay. Right on. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so then kind of going through your, your high school era, That's like, I think that's, what, 2013 to 2017 in that yes. range? Yes. Okay. So you got to go to the Women's World Cup. Oh, yeah, I did. In 2015. So what what was that experience like watching professionals play at that level, especially since that's, like, your, your vocation, playing soccer?
1: It was um, honestly the craziest experience seeing – all I remember really is watching Carly Lloyd's shot from the halfway line and going in. And that's all I'm fictionating right now because that was to witness that live was insane. The crowd and the atmosphere, it was unreal. I actually got to go to the 2011 Women's World Cup too. So I've been at two Women's World Cups. Okay. And to see like that, that high level is that close up is very, very inspiring. At that age, I was like, oh, that, I want to be like that. That's what I want to do. And so it definitely seeing those role models pushed me to pers- continue my athletic career.
0: Yeah. Cause going to like an event of that magnitude, like that's not something that everyone gets to do mm-hmm. sometimes once in their life. I mean, um, who took you to that event?
1: Um, My mom and dad and okay. yeah. And my extended family got to come as well because it was in Vancouver, so it was just a little two-hour drive north and we were there. And so as many as people who wanted to go, we we tried to get tickets and we ended up getting to go. So
0: right on. So then along mm-hmm. the along the lines of that, like who who are some of your favorite like professional athletes? Um, it could be women or men, could be mm-hmm. soccer, could be any sports.
1: Um I really liked Abby Wambach when she was playing because I wanted to be like her heading the ball (laughs) all the time. Um, Right now, I also liked Tobin Heath a lot because I thought she was really tricky on the ball and could do some cool footwork. And I was like, ooh, and she's a fun player to watch. Right. Um, I think Serena Williams as well. She just has paved the way for so many and sings an athlete is so strong and powerful in representing women in such a good way that I like really look up to her. I might not watch tennis a lot, but her as <laughs> a person, I really uh like and see how good of a person she is. Um, um probably that's about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I well, I mean like yeah, because yeah, you don't you don't even have to watch some of the sports. Like some of the people are just so inspiring. They're so moving, yeah. just as who they are as people, and you know what I mean. And it's like it's like to be able to channel that sort of energy, um, you know, into what you do is like
1: mm-hmm. I think
0: what where it's like the biggest part of it, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, oh, good. Oh,
1: um. It's really like when I. I said, like, I don't watch tennis so much, but I see it on Twitter. Like, I'll see highlights and I'll see controversies and things that like happen with them. And she just really like is a role model for us sticking up for women. And I think I'm really into that. And so, yeah,
0: that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so during that same time, like, I guess in 2015, you also touched the Stanley Cup.
1: Oh yes, I did. <laughs> I'm lucky because my dad, he works for, like, hockey. he's still in the hockey world. And so okay. he's, in, like, um, a hockey association. And they were lucky enough to get the Stanley Cup traveled around to their rink. And so I got to go dig a picture with it.
0: <laughs> right, um, what would you think about, like, being able to, like, touch a cup, a cup that so few get to do, like, on the, the spectator realm?
1: Um, it's pretty awesome. I... We actually, like, we didn't get to, like, hold it or anything, unfortunately. I wanted to, like, lift it above my head <laughs> and run around. But just knowing that so many, like, people aspired to win that trophy, it like it was also pretty inspiring because seeing, like, achievements is insane. And hopefully I'll get to see it again one day with the new Seattle NHL team.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Um, you know, just, like, just the excitement that that has to be in that town for the Kraken being there. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, what what did you think when they unveiled that team? And, like, do you like the jersey they came up with? Or do you think that they should have, like, uh, maybe, like, created something kind of an ode to, like, the Sockers? Or Sockeyes, I think it's right, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I... We were debating, my family and I, we were debating about it for like since it was released. We're like, what's the name gonna be? What's the name gonna be? And my dad really thought it was gonna be Sock Eyes because he thought that that was perfect. Because you fight in hockey sometimes, you get black eyes, it's like you got like a Sock Eye. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I was pretty happy with Kraken because I think it's pretty cool. Like, Unleash the Kraken, it's kind of like scary and intimidating and has a it's like about the sea and so and we're on the coast by the ocean so right. it kind of makes sense and I also really like the color balloons and so they're blue their blue and light blue I was like perfect my favorite colors and so I was pretty happy with it
0: I definitely felt a little trigger watching the promo video because I'm a huge LA Kings fan oh <laughs> and so like when that came out, I mean, it was almost about the same magnitude of, like, when the Vegas Golden Knights came out. Mm-hmm. Like, just real theatrical and, you know, anything new is kind of cool, especially, mm-hmm. like, if, you know, like I said, being a Kings fan, it's, like, it's kind of standard black and gray. There's not really too many dynamics. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just you kind of go with the legacy and with, like, you know, the you know the amount of players who played it. Interesting mm-hmm. fact, though, um, I actually touched the Stanley Cup um in September of 2014 so just prior to you taking a photo with it Mm -hmm. um I had got to actually pose with it um I did touch it um and it was like just right after the Kings had won the Stanley Cup
1: oh that's awesome (laughs) yeah
0: so I definitely do share your sentiment about looking at so many accomplishments on the rings because you know after a while they fill up they take them off they put new ones on and yeah you know, it's like, it's pretty amazing just to be able to to be that close to something like that.
1: Yeah. I hope, I hope this, I hope Seattle will win it so I can see it again.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be, it'd be really cool to be like able to see it when your team wins. Cause like I yeah. got to wear you get to wear the, you were wearing your Jersey with it. It's like mm-hmm. a cool thing, you know? Yeah. Um. So I have a, I have a listener question from Veronica. She asked, um, why, why did you end up picking soccer over basketball?
1: Um, I think I picked soccer over basketball because I think I was better at it. honestly, <laughs> basketball was more like, I don't think I saw it going anywhere, going collegiate. I think I was too short, not a good enough shooter. So I picked soccer instead. Um, I also love soccer a lot more. It's more fun. I, I don't know. I just grew up because my mom did it. So I kind of wanted to follow in her footsteps yeah. and, just, it was more fun for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So have you always been like, so like, I was looking at, your, I was looking at your bio. So mm-hmm. you like, when you were in high school, you were like more of a scorer, right? Like mm-hmm. you had more of like an attacking role. Yes. Um, describe like, I guess, what it's like to score a goal <laughs> and to score that many goals.
1: It's the I love scoring goals honestly because I'm like I said I'm very competitive so I know scoring goals means winning and so anytime you score a goal like you're ecstatic like especially when it's a pretty one like it goes off your foot just right the feeling of it <laughs> Um but since I've had to step back into a more of a defensive role it I it means even a lot more to me because. I don't get to do it that often, and so, so I've been on a trend these my years in college where I've scored one goal a season, and so that one goal every season is the highlight of my life, basically.
0: But, yeah, and I was going to say, like, along the lines of that, you're right. you you scored one every year, mm-hmm. and you actually got a couple of game winners, so that has to be, like, the cherry on the top of those moments, right? Because it's, like, not only mm-hmm. did you get a goal, but you, like – Kind of like we're responsible for like you know the result a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Anytime you can get a game-winning goal, I honestly, yeah, I think that any goal game winners are especially special. But um, I think any goal is just as important because without the first one, you wouldn't you wouldn't be winning. So right. yeah, but having game winners is also pretty special too.
0: Yeah, and I mean your goals are interesting too. The two that I've seen, um, mm-hmm. because like they're both classified as like daisy cutters, because they're like these long, lower powered shots that kind of just like you know they kind of sweep like across like the ground. And and, mm-hmm. and your shots have been kind of through screens for the most part. I remember the Colorado College banger that was like oh, yeah. <laughs> that one was like ridiculous, like because it was like you were you were set up like from the top of the eighteen, probably like what about mm-hmm. twenty five out. Yeah. And you just fired that one and it just went right in.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and then, of course, the one in Air Force that was like, again, like just everyone running screens and you just like fired it off and it just went like mm-hmm. right in. I mean, that's a long way. Like, I I, I got to I gotta ask you, like, what what are you thinking in your mind when you're kicking something that far and you're watching kind of everything develop in front of you?
1: Um, I'm honestly pretty lucky because I all that's in my head is keep it low and like, don't shank it over and just get it on frame and hit it hard. And the rest is luck. It misses people and and it goes in the corner or something. And so all I think about is hit it low and keep it on frame.
0: Cool. And then, so, um, so kind of getting, I guess, like towards your, your kind of going back, I guess, to when you first committed to UNM, Mm -hmm. um, Tell me a little bit about like your recruiting story, like what really drew your attention to to UNM and you know, and then and what was it like ultimately like signing a letter of intent, like in your in your high school gym?
1: Um, well, I wasn't specifically looking at New Mexico. Heather found me at a tournament. Um, and then once I took my first visit here, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely it because the coaching staff was unreal. The facilities, so many soccer fields, like big open space. Um, and it had the major that I wanted. And so I was like, this is pro- this is perfect. And the sun, cause I've been in the rain. I was like, I want to change. I want the sun. Um, and then once I got to actually make it real and sign the letter of intent was another big thing. I think, as a like as a high school kid growing up in sports it's you see all your teammates like oh i'm am talking to this person i'm signing this person i'm signing with this team and to finally like be worrying about that for almost like 4 years of your life you're like worrying about recruiting um and to finally get it over with and get it done on sign on a piece of paper and make it real was just the best like so relief me such relief
0: because <laughs> like how early do they start pursuing you technically
1: well the rules have changed a lot since the past five years but when i was doing it they start freshman year of high school where you can call them but they can't call you right or Stuff like that and so i have to be going out making phone calls to coaches i don't know it's really <laughs> terrifying but um i think it's I think it's changed a lot, so I don't know how it is now, but it's definitely pretty young to be thinking about that.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't don't think I was thinking about where I wanted to go to college until like, you know, to like about maybe I started seeing, you know, the the college fairs around like my junior Mm -hmm. year or so, but it was like, but I, you know, I mean, I played sports in high school, but I was never like playing sports like you guys. Like, I was never like <laughs> you know, thinking about being able to take it to the next level or anything. Um, but like I had plenty of friends that played soccer, so it was pretty cool to kind of see, you know, ultimately like some of them like kind of go to the next level. Um, and, mm-hmm. and then being a college, being a, cause being a scholarship soccer player, like from the college, like, um, what is that sort of commitment like? What is a daily week? What is a week? Let's just say, what is a daily? What is it, Yeah, what is it like on a daily? What is it like during the week? Like, what is that like? What's the balance?
1: Um, yeah, we always stress balance between soccer and social and school, like the three S's basically. But it's definitely a jump from um, living at your home with your parents, going to high school, coming to college, being a student athlete, Soccer basically takes up your whole life. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking about soccer all the time. We always have practice or we have a meeting. We have a Zoom call or something. But um, if you don't love the sport, it's pretty difficult to continue in this environment because I love soccer so much that I want, even through the hard times, even through the days when you're tired, don't want to wake up for practice at 7 a.m., Like you still have to get up and go and four years of it, you think you'd be tired of it, but no, I want to come back for another one, (laughs) Um, but it's definitely like, you need to love the game in order to be a student athlete because it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, What, what's, I have another question actually from another listener, John asked, uh, what is your most favorite um, course in college and what's your least favorite course in college?
1: This is very good question. I well I majored in criminology and psych and I'm now in my master's program for an MBA in business and so I would say my least favorite is accounting because this is my first semester of it never seen anything like it it's a foreign language to me and so it's very difficult do not like accounting Um, and my favorite class has probably been I learned the sociology of corrections and it show, it really opened my eyes and how we do um, corrections in America and prisons and everything. And it really um, opened my eyes to the injustices in the world. And it, it is a really good class to take. I think everyone should take it. Nice. Yeah. And,
0: and, and um, <clears throat> then also like, you're you're very social media savvy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that I, I think back to when I first like started covering the team. And there was you have this sort of um, Instagram um, reality show called uh, yeah. I, I, I don't I know your screen name was the keep me up with curtains. But like, mm-hmm. you would always like Interview a different player on the team. You like have like a microphone and you'd be like interviewing them and um like like have you always been kind of like the the social media kind of like savage that way or like is that like how did that kind of develop for you?
1: Um, I wouldn't say this a uh, social media savage, but I just like to like have I like to have fun. I like to do like fun little things like that, and so it was called behind the curtain.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: It only had two episodes, but maybe it'll make a comeback in the NCAA tournament. But yes. I just like to have fun. And, like, when we're in hotels and we have nothing else to do, I want to go and do something with my teammates. And I love, like, doing little games like that, like song games. And so that's probably where it stems from. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So then speaking of doing things with teammates, uh mm-hmm. Carly Mays, your teammate, obviously mm-hmm. had a question and she said, or it a <laughs> suggestion. She said, ask her about eating worms at practice.
1: Oh, yes. Um, one year, I think it was my sophomore year, we were just stretching after practice in a circle, and the worm there's earthworms like just crawling around to the ground, and someone bet me, like, oh, like you won't eat it. And I said, Yes, I will. <laughs> And I only did it because they gave me twenty bucks. I said I'll eat it for twenty bucks. And then my other teammate, she's not here anymore, Amelia. I was like, I don't want the worm to be crawling inside me. She's like, No, it's okay. The your stomach acid will kill it. And so right as you eat it, it will be dead. So you'll be fine. And so I ate a worm for twenty dollars. That was the story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. What what was okay, so then like, I mean, were you perfectly fine after or was it just yeah. kind of like <laughs>
1: It was nothing. Just to drink some water, and not everything was back to normal.
0: <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I, I I can contribute to this. Um, let's see. When I was like ten, um, gosh, yeah, I was I was like when I was ten years old, um, a girl dared me to like eat mud pie, and I thought <laughs> mud pie at the time was like you know actually good, right, mud pie. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't prepared that it was actually mud. Oh, so
1: <laughs> so so
0: I got tricked into eating mud pie, and then and then the other thing that uh, was real big when I was like even younger than that was uh, kids always like picking up milkweeds, and they would always because I I lived in Nebraska at the time, so like mm-hmm. uh, you know kids were always like sucking on milkweeds, like oh you know it tastes like milk, it tastes like milk, and so like. I would always grab the weeds and try to like, obviously, like, you know, get this milk out of it that they're talking about, you know, and uh, I never could, you know, and and then as I got older, like I learned that that's poisonous. And I was like, oh, well, that's oh, probably good that I could never get any milk out of the milkweed.
1: That's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely as a kid, I think I was I was probably far more gullible. And I think that certain people could get me to do things like I ate like a buttercup. It didn't taste like buttercup.
1: Oh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um,
0: I, that what
1: I think i did that one as well
0: yeah that's crazy i mean you know the things are named after like you know after edible items you just think oh it's buttercup you know <laughs> <laughs> um so you you kind of mentioned this earlier like i mean you were talking about scoring goals and you're talking about like now that you're in kind of a defensive role you know you don't mm-hmm. really get to score as much and, and so my question for you is like um how do you keep yourself going uh, when your name isn't going to be on a score sheet, like for a goal or an assist, like very mm-hmm. commonly, you know, and then the NCAA doesn't really track, yeah. you know, clearances and tackles and things of that nature.
1: Um, it, I think it really comes down to like the culture of UNM soccer, because we preach and Heather is ingrained in us team first. And so I'm never really thinking about like, Oh, I need a goal for my stats. I, my name wants to, I want my name to be in the headline. I just, I want it, it's more of like a team first thing. Like, I hope that our University of New Mexico is in the headline and that we all get the glory. It, I have thought about that before. I'm like, I just do all the hard work, but I don't get any praise. But like the real people know, like how important I am to the team. And they always make sure to like recognize me and tell me like, oh, I did such a good job, even if I'm not recognized by like the media or the stat sheet and I'm really I don't have like a grudge against that or anything.
0: Yeah, Heather is always definitely in the times that I've talked to her she's always definitely made it like the effort to mention you to bring you up to talk about how you know you're you're like you're almost like well, she hasn't used these words but I I think about these words when I think about it like you're, you're like an enforcer. Like if you think about hockey, like you're like an enforcer, you, you step up to like, you know, kind of do things that other people won't do. I mean, she has said that she says that, you know, you step up to do the job that everyone else will to do. You you'll have to do whatever the dirty task is, but you know, ultimately like you just, you know, you come off very physical, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and I, and I have to imagine like, I, you know, that kind of took me to the other thing is like, you know, how do you kind of build up the no fear attitude to like huck yourself into other people?
1: <laughs> um, well, I played again. I played with a girl named Jessie Hicks who was on the team, um, and she really was a role model because she would throw her body into absolutely everything. I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. And so I just wanted to do it and sacrifice myself, like anything to win, anything. My got to get hit in the ball head in the face with the ball i'll do it <laughs> to save a goal but i just want to win and that's what it takes sometimes
0: so have you kind of like have you kind of like embodied the presence that you have on the pitch like you're just kind of like like big bad alexa like has that <laughs> kind of like set in that you're like the, like you know that you're just like the the dominant one in that regard
1: um i guess i yeah sometimes i don't think of myself as like like the like as a, uh, the wall or like stopping or anything because yeah. all I sometimes all I think in my head is like oh the one thing I did wrong like the girl got past me but I forget about all the other things that I did but I I don't think about that too much honestly yeah <laughs> I just, like, yeah
0: yeah I, I always wonder like like I said just sitting on the stand sometimes like okay like you know because I mean you know everyone's got kind of a different personality on your team mm-hmm. you know you've got you know, you've got players like Jane Edwards that like are kind of glitzy and got like footwork and, mm-hmm. and moves, you know, and you got, you know, different players that can shoot from long range, right? You know, or players like Emily that are acrobatic and then and then I like I said, when when I when I see you, I'm like, she is like the wall. Like mm-hmm. she is leg cannon from days and then also just like no one is going to really get by you, you know, and so mm-hmm. I just wonder how much of that kind of, you know, how much of that kind of plays into your psyche or, you know, or how much you can kind of channel that energy. So.
1: Yeah. I think it comes from just me personally wanting to win my individual battles. And so I'm thinking, Oh, like in my head, I'll be thinking I will not let this girl go past me right now. I'm going to stay with her or I'm going to put a tackle in as hard as I can. And it's just in my head, like, I need to win this individual battle in order to, help the collective. And so that's what I think about when I'm out there.
0: Okay. And then, so, so I have another listener question. So Carl asked
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: what is your dream job after soccer or is soccer is, is a pro career a (laughs) pursuit for you?
1: Um, Currently I do not have a clue. I, because I was supposed to be done in December, but luckily I got another chance for another season because of COVID. Um, And so now that I'm pursuing business, I, my doors are wide open again. And so I have many like different career paths that I could go through. Um, I'm not super focused about it right now, because I think that as I'm 22 years old, and I've been playing sports my whole life, and I've never really gotten to like, try anything else. And so I know that right after soccer, I want to travel, and I want to see the world because I've been working hard my whole life playing at soccer and staying and missing out on fun opportunities that other people get to do. But, um, I could potentially see soccer in my future. I'm not sure if it is. I'd probably want to go to Europe cause that could help me. And I could also travel around in there. Right. And so that's definitely a potential. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so kind of jumping back to, uh, to, to the championship match, um, you know, kind of circling back around, but, uh, basically, um, kind of walk me through like, like your, uh, I guess you're feeling like at the point when they tied it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh. I don't want to, laugh. <laughs> that's a sad story. Um, well, I thought we had it in the bag. I was like, Oh, we're about to win. Cause I'm like, Oh, we're just going to clear this corner and we're going to celebrate. But it happened where it happened so fast, honestly. Um, the ball just got flicked, and then I looked back at the goal, and she had like the perfect angle because I was charging at her. There was two girls behind me who could have it could have hit, and there's and then the post. So there's like four different objects it could have hit, and it hit perfect right on the post. And so I was like, it's a great shot for her, but it's hard to let up a goal with four seconds left. That one really hers. It was great. It was yeah.
0: crazy. It was crazy watching that. Um, I was sitting in like a very high part of the stadium, but I was crazy watching that because, you know, I, for a moment was like, oh, I'm going to go live on the Instagram for Seek and Strike. And I'm going to just record this last minute because it'll be a, a great clip that they'll win and they'll storm the field. And so I started recording it or I, I chose. I was like, well, I'll just record it on my phone just in case. Like maybe it's gonna I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I started recording it and then it's counting down. And I see the goalkeeper come from the other side. And then it's like all of a sudden like this ball just kind of wraps on the post. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I couldn't believe it, but it was like, you know, it was like the perfect theatric. I mean, Mm
1: -hmm. it started
0: to kind of also sprinkle too. So it was like starting to rain (laughs) and I thought man, this is going to be one of these like hard fought victories. Yeah. So, so you go into like a golden goal period, um, you know, and I mean, I, I, I heard like, interview that jaden gave basically about heather saying that you guys were going to take it in that period um like how do you guys like like how did you guys get yourselves back up for like an additional like period like that you know after after playing 90 minutes Um,
1: i think it was definitely heather led the charge because coming off the field she even said it like you could tell in our faces that we were like down we were like oh my goodness how can we let this happen we were so close and then but heather really brought us in and she had some passion in her like she's pretty calm and collected when she's talking to us but this is the first time i've really seen her with that much passion i'm like oh i'm really hyped up now like heather really brought us back together um and then also during the period when they got the handball in the box that right was a controversial call and after we like got through that and stopped that we're like okay like we, we stopped that. We can get through, we can get through anything and we can go score a goal. And so I think those two moments really like helped us get to the end.
0: Okay. And then Jaden hits the, hits the, the low shot. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you guys turn around like, bam, like <laughs> just everyone storms the field. Like, yeah. like walk me through that emotion, walk me through celebrating with the teammates, like touching that trophy again. Like I said, just everything just happens like so fast.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, right as it happened, I was celebrating. All of a sudden our bench storms and I start to cramp. I'm cramping in my groin, which I've never had a groin cramp before. So I get tackled. I'm on the ground. I start to cry because I don't know, like, I'm, I feel like I'm hurt and I'm like trampled. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what's wrong. But then I realize I'm just cramping. So I'm fine. And then I get up, and, like my trainer's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And so, um, I'm crying already from like being hurt and overwhelmed. But then I start crying because I'm so happy. <laughs> and then the students like stormed the field, which they weren't supposed to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a crazy environment. So, but they got us separated pretty fast. But seeing the students run the f- storm the field and see how happy they were for us as well was crazy. Um, but yeah, I was just in shock. I was like, I don't know what to do. And right I'm just so happy and crying. <laughs> and then the hats and the shirts come out. I was like, Great. toss them around, pass them around, let's go. And then the photos started, and it was just so awesome. Also, my mom stormed the field. Really? My mom was there and I was like, Mom, you're not supposed to be out here. Get it back. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Shout out to your
0: mom. <laughs> yeah,
1: well,
0: that's like, awesome. That's she awesome.
1: Was she was like making sure I was okay because I was on the ground. But
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so going to the big dance. You guys found out that you're playing Navy first round next yeah. Tuesday, right? Or next?
1: Yeah, next Tuesday. Next
0: Tuesday, right? Yeah. Um, you know, saw the video. You guys were excited in the room. and you know, obviously the winner gets uh TCU. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, obviously you guys are focused on Navy first. Yeah. Um how has practice been this week for you? And, uh, you know, and then, you know, just, you know, when do you guys take off?
1: Um, So we're still, wait, what day is it? Tuesday? Tuesday. (laughs) After playing in 110 minutes, we're still recovering. We did a nice little yoga session this morning, some of us. Um, But Heather said that she's gotten some film on Navy and they're putting together a scout right now. And so, I think we're going to know a lot more in the next coming days about them and how we're going to either change to their style or keep with our style. Hopefully we stay with our style, I'm hoping. (laughs) And um, probably get back into the swing of things tomorrow and do a scouting report sometime. We don't know exactly when we're leaving. We're hoping Saturday or Sunday. So get used to the time change and the weather and everything.
0: Right, the humidity there might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the positive side, it's going to be really green.
1: Yes, it will be.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, you it's know, dreams. right there, right, you'll be right back in your element, right? So,
1: yep. and sea level.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, so, <laughs> that's right. So, so <laughs> lastly, I got a game for you.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So, being as how, you know, you've obviously grown up around hockey. I know that you watch it, I know that you know about shorthanded goals and, you know, and, and so I got this game for you. I think it's custom mm-hmm. custom, custom tailored to you. Um, so basically, I'm going to read off terms. There's soccer terms, there's mm-hmm. hockey terms. Some of them are not either, and some are both.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I'll read off a term, and you got to tell me if it's a soccer term or a hockey term or not a term.
1: Okay. Okay?
0: Okay. All right, here we go. Brace.
1: Brace. Um, mm, I don't know.
0: Okay, so that's a soccer term for two goals. <laughs> for two goals.
1: A brace is one.
0: A brace is two goals.
1: Oh, I've never knew that.
0: You got to, wow. you got to score that second one. See, you got to, Yeah,
1: Asiago yeah. had one. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, here we go. Next one, um, apple.
1: Not a term?
0: It is a term. It's a, a assist in hockey.
1: I am not good at this game. An apple?
0: No, don't worry. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. We'll keep going. <laughs>
1: yeah, so like,
0: Someone gets an apple as an assist. Um, okay, so uh, let's go with this one. Um, onion bag.
1: Is that in hockey?
0: That's a soccer term.
1: I don't know anything. Wow. <laughs> No,
0: you're good, you're good. There's plenty. So yeah, onion bag is like a reference for like uh for like uh the soccer bowl, basically. Um, uh, getting, getting the
1: looks like
0: one kind of onion bag. Um yeah. okay, let's go with nutmeg.
1: Okay, yeah. Soccer gusts, for legs. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um okay, let's go with uh uh let's do this one. Let's do uh five hole.
1: That's, yeah, that's in hockey through the goalies, like a nutmeg and through their legs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sitter.
1: A sitter. Is that like a like a shot that sits?
0: Kinda? It's like, like a ball that's like kind of sitting. Yeah. It's like just kind of idly like on the ground, like there for mm-hmm. like the easy shot.
1: Oh, yeah. Like it's placed for you.
0: Yeah. Or okay. like, you know, deflection and it's kind of just there.
1: Yeah, like a little tap in. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yep. Okay. Um, Upper 90.
1: The top part of the goal, upper 90, 90 90-degree angle.
0: And which sport?
1: Soccer.
0: Yep, you're right. Soccer. Yep, you got it. (laughs) Yes. Okay, square ball.
1: A square
0: ball. I just gave that one away.
1: (laughs) When you pass the ball, like, horizontally.
0: Yeah, lateral, lateral pass. Yes. Okay, um, biscuit.
1: That's a hockey term.
0: Is okay, that what, a puck? Yeah, that's the puck. Yes. <laughs> um, bucket.
1: Basketball. Buckets.
0: <laughs> could, could be. Could, could be, could be. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, buckets, the helmet, and hockey.
1: Oh, I think I, uh, I should have known that. I should have known that one.
0: Okay, here's a funny term. Okay. All right, lip lettuce.
1: Lip lettuce. Is that when you get in a fight and your lip puffs up?
0: No, so so lip lettuce is like a mustache in hockey.
1: because uh,
0: <laughs> yeah. like lettuce is like hair on yeah. the head or the like on the face sideburns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, here we go. Here's one for you. Frosting soccer hockey none of the above or both
1: oh I'm not sure soccer hockey I think hockey
0: ding oh wait sorry that's wrong Uh, Mm. the term is actually icy
1: Mm. oh 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 icing is when you put like dump the puck down the rink and you're not supposed to do that before you cross the halfway line
0: right Mm-hmm. yeah, all right. hat trick.
1: When you score three goals.
0: Now is that for soccer, hockey or both? Both Now right? what's the oh, yeah, you're right. Now, what's the difference, do you think on a hat trick for hockey to soccer?
1: Um
0: There's like one thing that's so different about about each sport about it.
1: They throw hats on the ice. Yeah, <laughs> really? That's it.
0: Yeah, that's the difference. Oh, wow. Yeah, the soccer, they don't do anything. I thought that, yeah, that no, was don't. incredible. I was like, oh, it was, you guys don't do anything for After, but you call it that. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh that's the game. And uh <laughs> <laughs> the new no, I think you did pretty well. Uh, you know. Um so I, you know, I just wanted to really just thank you for for coming on the show today. Thank you. Um uh, you know, definitely good luck playing. Navy, uh, in the soccer tournament in, in, in Carolina. That's going to be really awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, normally, I would be the one saying this, but I wanted to offer you um, the opportunity to say thank you for listening to this edition of 1v1 with Alexa Curtin. Okay. <laughs>
1: thank you for listening to this edition of 1v1 with Alexa Curtin.
0: For Alexa and myself, Chris Walker, we're out of here.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: You've been listening to We Are Seek and Strike Podcast, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Find more USL related podcasts and written content at bgn.fm. To never miss new content, consider subscribing wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the episode. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Seek and Strike Collective. Lastly, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves and Icarus FC. Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.